I just posted uh, about my new tarot class, which starts on May 2nd. And my tarot class has, um, I usually like to give people a little bit more time to kind of plan for that since it's a little bit more of a financial investment. So I usually try to announce it early. But yeah, it starts May 2nd, Tuesday nights, and uh, it's the Emperor Cohort. And because the Emperor rules over Aries and Aries is the sign of Mars, I thought we'd start on a Tuesday, which is Mars Day. Um, so yeah, if you've been interested in taking my tarot course, um, you know, now is your chance. Uh, we're starting again. And I don't foresee myself doing this class again this year. So um, right now we're averaging only once a year offering this tarot course. So would love to have you as a student. The whole premise of my tarot course is um, it's called Tarot for Personal Transformation. Um, so it's kind of about using tarot to discover yourself and we learn the traditional meanings of the cards in order to break the tradition. And the class is very discussion-based. And I've had people lots of times, you know, meet witchy tarot friends in the class. And I tend to think each cohort kind of has its own personality. And each cohort has its own special connection. So um, it's a very, like, relational based tarot class where like you're talking to me you're talking to your um, fellow um, classmates you're getting to know your classmates you're telling your story um, just because tarot is about I think telling our stories and using our stories to um, yeah using our stories to help us learn and Pam you said what time on Tuesday nights it'll be 6 30 central so I believe that's 4.30 Pacific time um, for you. So that is my tea. That's my announcement here. And uh, my friends, Mars, we made it. Mars moved into Cancer. Um, I literally didn't think we were going to get to this point of, uh, <laughs> uh, of uh, I don't even know, like M Mars in Gemini just felt like one of the longest, most grueling transits <laughs> I remember in recent history. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just, I'm happy that Mars moved into Cancer. I wonder if anybody has noticed any shifts. Last week, uh, we were talking about like, just wait one more week and, and see what shifts. Uh, just because we knew Mars was going into Cancer, Pluto was entering Aquarius. You know, there's some big shifts that we've, uh, you know, experienced <laughs> this, uh, uh, this past week. So, so I wonder what has come through for everybody. Like, have things felt like uh, they've changed in um, a semi-radical way. Um, yeah, for me, I, I think uh, there's been a couple good things happening in the part-time job realm, so that's good. I have a, um, <laughs> funny enough, which church you really came through for me? I had a, I had a part-time job connection <laughs> through a witch church listener, so that will to be to be announced, but, um, Hopefully, I'll be able to <laughs> um, make this part-time job work. And also, the good thing about this opportunity is it potentially is a space where I can also have some in-person Chicago and tarot astrology meetups. So that's that's kind of a big shift that came about for me. Uh, but besides that, like... I think there's just been a clarity of mind. There's been more motivation returning. Uh, things don't feel quite as angsty. Or even if I am still angsty about different situations in my life, um, I still feel like there's a, a little bit more of a focus returning, right? So, um, so yeah, I think there's... I think there's, um, <laughs> I think there's uh, definitely some 
some good moving forward uh, energy. Uh, Sarah, you said, I'm tempted to get back on Hinge now that Mars is out of my seventh house. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm tempted to get back on Hinge too. So I can have some more interesting content for Witch Church. <laughs> um, and Pam, in regards to the tarot class, you said, are you using Rider, the Rider Weight deck for the tarot workshop? Um, yes, uh, there's, um, I have my own little philosophy when it comes to decks. And I usually ask my students to uh, have the Rider Waite Smith deck, but then also bring along a deck that really feels like it means something to them or a, a deck that they really like the images in or, um, you know, they really feel intuitively connected to it. Uh, so the Rider Waite Smith, um, sometimes we, I think we might underestimate just how much this deck can help us learn the tarot uh, because of the symbols and because of the mythology behind the cards. And I think at first we're kind of resistant to the deck because we're like, oh gosh, it's like so heteronormative and white. And, you know, the deck literally takes place in medieval England, right? So uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of like, uh yeah it complicated things about this deck at the same time um you know i think there can be kind of like an and it's it's a great deck for for learning the tradition and also contemplating how to break the tradition so short answer is yes we do use the rider Waite smith deck in tarot class um yes okay um and uh yeah so interesting week ahead something else I, I wanted to focus mostly on tarot today for our little weekly forecast but something i just want to say about the astrology of this week besides mars kind of now is cooking and moving and cancer which is a really i think positive thing when it comes to new avenues opening up or new clarity coming to mind um we also have Tuesday, Wednesday, we have the first quarter moon uh, after the new moon in Aries, right? So we had the new moon in Aries last week, and now uh, come Tuesday, Wednesday, the moon will be in Cancer. So this marks the first quarter. And what's interesting about that is I think any manifestations or anything that we were thinking about around the new moon in Aries may start to kind of sprout through the ground, if you will, um, around the time of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week, because again, we're entering that first quarter moon phase. And what the first quarter moon represents is uh, kind of like the struggle of the sprout or the seed fighting its way through the ground. So we may experience like a little bit of um, challenge when it comes to implementing some of the things that do feel like they're manifesting and gaining momentum. We may feel like there's a, a little bit of a challenge or something to be sorted out this week in order to make that Aries new moon manifestation start to happen. So keep that in mind with the first quarter moon energy. Uh, but then by Friday of this week, let me just double check. Uh, let's see. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday of this week, we actually have a Venus Uranus conjunction in Taurus. 16 degrees Taurus, okay? Um, so that makes me feel like there's uh, that, that positive shift or that positive change that comes from kind of the first quarter moon struggle that happens in the beginning of the week, okay? Um, so that's my like very, very brief astrology of this um, week, but let's go into some 
tarot forecasting because we haven't done this in a while and I just feel really called to maybe even ask the tarot uh, for some guidance at this moment. It's a really good check-in point now that Mars has moved into Cancer. I really want to inquire um, like through just a simple past, present, future spread. I, I want to inquire like what really we're leaving behind right now and maybe what we're embracing and moving into in in, in the coming uh, weeks and months okay so we could even set the intention between now uh, we just had the spring equinox with the Aries new moon and let's set this intention this timeline to be um, between the spring in equinox and the summer equinox which is on June 21st. So let's marinate with this next chunk of time and, and kind of see what comes through. First, let's just ring our bells here and tune in. Um, I'll invite all of you to take your first deep breath of the day. Inhaling any sort of color that feels healing to you in this moment. And I just wanted to call in our guides, ancestors, helping spirits, any gods or goddesses that want to be present can enter the space. And any other energies in the highest good of both me and any people who are listening to which church right now or in the future just calling in our guides and and asking for the highest guidance for between now and and the summer equinox okay all right i'm going to shuffle my cards uh let's bring let's bring in a card for like the past and and what we're letting go um and while I'm shuffling here, uh, plant plant people, <laughs> my herbalists who are here, um, can you comment below uh, what you associate um, with the herb dandelion? Because uh, that herb just shot through <laughs> my my mind as I was tuning in, and for me. Um, dandelion I actually drink a lot of dandelion tea and it, it's my impression that dandelion is an herb that helps the liver and the liver is um like the organ that's associated with detoxing and um if you think about what detox really means it's sort of like removing any um kind of negative presences in our body that are maybe po poisoning us <laughs> on some like minimal level right um and uh how these toxins can sometimes lead to um less energy less motivation feeling um lethargic or fatigued um, I think the function of some of those detoxifying uh, organs like our, our liver and our gallbladder are associated with, yeah, like how well we release toxins from the body, which if we want to get like more Louise Hay, if you will, not that I'm like her biggest fan, but, you know, Louise Hay is a medical intuitive um, and she would associate liver problems with um issues with letting go uh or issues with like holding on to anger and not knowing completely how to transmute that uh so just wanted to mention that that the dandelion herb came in um and Sarah, you said the dandelion is associated with Aries and the root chakra. Okay, that makes that kind of make sense. You know, it's Aries season. 
Um, and the root chakra also, I think, has ties to like what we hold on to, especially from our very early um, impressionable years. Uh, yeah, so it, it's interesting that that comes through. Um, and the two cards that came out for our past energy that we're currently moving through, letting go right now, uh, we have the dolphin and the ten of wands. Okay. Okay. It's interesting to let go of the dolphin, right? Because the dolphin spirit is such a happy and joyful spirit. And uh, the dolphin often teaches us how to embrace uh, joy and how to follow happiness and excitement especially in a world that teaches us that like suffering and stress is something we should be you know proud of or <laughs> you know like how stressed you are is like a flex um at least in america um you know so sometimes it's a little bit interesting to like start to reprogram like it's okay to follow my joy or it's okay to follow what sparks happiness or excitement in me. However, this could feel like inherently unnatural at first because uh, again, it's not any of our individual faults, but I think because of our conditioning, we often um, follow the path that is uh, going to maybe lead to the least judgment from the outside world. I think that's a big reason why sometimes we make the choices that we're making. Um, you know, sometimes we make choices to please others and we don't even know we're doing it. Um, you know, sometimes we, we make choices in order to receive validation or love from others. Yeah, specifically what I said there about like the choices we make in order to avoid judgment from the world or the choices we make in order to avoid judgment from our families or uh, from our uh, friends or society. That, that feels like it rings especially a bell here. And if we're talking about the dolphin, being uh, the animal that helps us experience like the most joy and the most happiness, um, oftentimes that will bring us up against um, maybe our deepest judgments about about ourselves or what we really want to be doing, right? I mean, can you think of a time in your life where you didn't do something because you were afraid to that you were going to be judged <laughs> by your family or you were afraid someone was going to find out. I know every single tarot reader that I know had had something like that come up when they first started marketing themselves as tarot readers. You know, it's like, oh my God, like I love this thing, but the person that I knew in third grade is going to see this on Facebook and think I'm so weird. <laughs> right? So I think that relates to the 10 of wands too, in a way, like, um, what burdens are we carrying right now? Because we're afraid of being judged, um, or because we're afraid of what this person or that person or our parents or society is going to think of us and our choices. Um, and where are we judging ourselves right now? You know, uh, too, too much. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, where are we judging ourselves too much at this moment? For me, a lot of self-judgment right now is coming up around how much sleep and rest I, I've been needing in the past couple months. Uh, I've been in a bit of like a, what I describe as like a highly sensitive person, um, overstimulation, burnout kind of phase where, um, where I just, I just feel extra sensitive right now. And I feel like everything is, <laughs> yeah, is like, um, 
like lights and beeping and and car horns and i think this is maybe the um the reaction that my body is having to living in a bigger city with less nature time i know by the way i know that me living in chicago isn't going to be sustainable forever i know it feels right to me to be here right now but you know long term i know my body and my nervous system can't handle <laughs> living in a city especially a busy city in america where the cost of living is astronomical right um but that's something i've been judging myself about a lot lately like just the amount of rest i need like i'm i'm averaging like a nap one nap a day on top of already eight hours of sleep sometimes i need two naps a day like i'm just yeah I, i'm just tired i'm tired and i'm trying to let my body be tired but it's difficult right um so that's just like a a small example of how sometimes we're afraid our choices uh, will lead to judgment and how sometimes we are the worst judges of ourselves right um allison you said dandelion is a major nutritive herb great especially in complementing other herbs to replenish vitamins and minerals we may lack the root is a great grounding substitute for coffee oh my gosh yeah that makes sense because i've been feeling a little bit in my lethargy or in my fatigue i've been feeling a little bit like mineral vitamins and mineral deprived and i've been thinking i needed to take like um what's that uh magnesium i hear has really good benefits so i was thinking i need to start taking magnesium <laughs> or something so maybe dandelions connected to that uh ellis you said being spiritual at all is a very insecure thing for me and also being creative totally i mean it's funny, I used to work with, uh, when I worked at the metaphysical shop a couple years ago, it's more than a couple years ago now, um, I used to work with a psychic who had a full-blown psychic business, and um, she also had a, a corporate job that she was very successful at, and absolutely nobody in her corporate job knew that she had a psychic business. <laughs> like and I always I was I was kind of mind blown by that like wow like you really hide that part of yourself from the world uh in a lot of ways and who am I to judge right like I'm sure the corporate world is pretty difficult you know to be a spiritual being you know in that in that space uh but there are many 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 people in the spiritual community who um, aren't quote-unquote out uh, because there's some sort of insecurity or even shame that I think comes up even from the public sphere about what we do. Um, so that could be very much related to something right now. Um, regardless, when it comes back to the original question, like what are we putting in the past right now and what are we letting go of? Uh, the dolphin and, and the ten of wands it feels to me like we're at this pinnacle moment where we're, we're kind of moving beyond some sort of self-judgment we've imposed upon ourselves and maybe allowing ourselves to explore that in, in a way that feels meaningful. Um, and yeah, like, like there's just there's just something here and this could be related to our sexuality this could be related to our gender expression this could be related to what pronouns we use this could be related to what activities or creative projects we want to explore this could be related to wanting to take a um like a burlesque dance class it, you know like it could be anything and um i'm just noticing right now like the the how how much shame and self-judgment are like f our friends <laughs> you know so um if we're having self-judgment about something we really want to explore 
it's likely related to shame. And what is shame? Well, shame's the energy of, um, of like almost conditioning that isn't true or <laughs> right does that does that kind of make sense um annie you said it's funny how people are more accepting of conspiracy theories yet you mentioned astrology which has been studied since the beginning of time and i'm judged damn the patriarchy <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah, don't, Annie, you're going to get me on a tangent here. But yes, like astrology is literally the most studied science in the history of humanity. And we have the most, um, we're the only science that has the amount of evidence, documented evidence since literally like the Hellenistic time period of how our science um, works and why it is, um, why it's accurate, you know, and yet it's because of the patriarchy, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, a little, it's, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll scoot past that. Um, and you said, LOL, and apply, this applies to a past encounter I had. Yeah. Um, but on that note, if we're kind of being called to rise above some, some piece of self-judgment that's kind of been weighing us down or um uh, some piece of uh self-judgment that has been keeping us from our joy or even has uh maybe led us to using our time using our time in a way that doesn't feel aligned um Let's ask kind of what we're bringing in with, you know, the now, uh, you know, first quarter moon coming up this week. Um, let's see here. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we got the King of Swords and the, the Panther uh, spirit. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, that, that's interesting because I, I feel like we're in the present moment be, being called to maybe be more protective of our time and what exactly we're spending our time on. And it's funny because could we be spending time on um, an activity that we're doing, you know, that's out of alignment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's easy to feel trapped in the things that feel out of alignment for us, um, too. But, you know... And there's something here in the present moment with the King of Swords and the Panther where we're maybe being called to protect our, our joy, uh, protect our inner children and what they really want to be doing, uh, protect our interests, protect our passions at all costs. I mean, truly, that is like one of the... Um, one of the things on an individual level that we can do to, uh, you know, fight uh, the capitalistic hellscape that we live in, in this godforsaken country, <laughs> you know, like protecting what you love at all costs is so important, you know, um, uh, and I know it's hard sometimes. Sometimes we lose our inspiration. Sometimes we lose our motivation. Um, but remaining an artist, remaining an astrologer, remaining a tarot reader, um, uh, making time to dance, to paint, to act, uh, to write. Uh, these are the things on an individual level that help us like fight this system in a lot of ways. And the King of Swords for me is very wise when it comes to how they are delegating their time. And it kind of comes back to what we are saying yes and no to. 
Um, and maybe there's something between now and the summer equinox, so June 21st. There's something between now and then where it's like we're saying yes to something that feels more joyful, but in turn, we're also saying no to something that has been like sucking us sucking our joy from us right in order to make room for this very thing uh that might cultivate like a a more happiness more pleasure um even more rebellion and that's the thing we get wrong about the king of swords sometimes we think like he's such a he's such a rule follower and uh we think like oh he he's got all of the the documents and the codes and the the terms and conditions and um, the policies. That's what the word I was looking for. Like the King of Swords knows all the policies. Um, and, and that can be true. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the King of Swords also knows which policies are bullshit. <laughs> He like he also knows like which social constructs are bullshit and and um that's part of his quote unquote morality and his ethics like and and why uh the king of swords why she's uh, kind of centered in on her truth uh she knows like what's bullshit and what's not like what's coming from a, a place of shame and self judgment and what's coming from a place of truth and joy. Um, And Emmy, you said, protection is your word of the year. Um, So this is hitting hard immediately. Wow, that is a really big, um, I love that word of the year. Wow, that's that's like very profound, right? Um, Lauren, you said, I've always felt the King of Swords is one of my soul cards. Um, Yep, yep. Uh, Sam, you said King of Swords may help us with malicious compliance. <laughs> yeah, like they're, I'm getting some kind of rebellious thing here, um, in a way. Uh, yeah, th- there's something here where we're, we're getting super protective over our time. And maybe once we sign up for that dance class or buy the tarot deck or, or, uh, you know, do whatever that that thing that brings us joy that equally arises some kind of self judgment within us. Um, you know, once we actually start doing it, maybe we're like, oh hell no, no one's gonna take this away from me. <laughs> you know, oh hell no, like like this. I can't believe I've kept myself from this experiencing experiencing this joy for so long. Now that I I know how positive of an impact this this has on me i refuse to to let anybody or anything or any social construct keep me from it and and that's very powerful also feels very aries yeah it feels very aries season um yeah there, there was something else that was uh coming through It'll come back to me. Yeah, it'll come back to me. Okay, so if that's kind of what we're heading into, uh, let's let's ask about the future. Like uh, when it comes to maybe more like June, spring, or sorry, summer equinox time. Um, you know, what's kind of coming in uh, as we work on this present King of Swords lesson uh yeah like where are we heading okay (laughs) we're heading towards the two of pentacles and the scorpion okay um yeah, Gabby, patriarchal bullshit detector is on overdrive. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. So we're heading towards the two of the two of Pentacles and the Scorpion. Um, 
yeah, this is this is big. This is big. Um, and this might be a res- the result in a way of, um, you know, yeah, this might be the result in a way of, um, like Jupiter and Aries, like what happens at the end of a Jupiter and Aries transit, like we might be making a, a radical decision, <laughs> you know, for ourselves. Uh, Two of Pentacles feels to me like, um, you know, in this moment, it feels to me like indecisiveness is coming to a close. And if we lead with uh, that sort of energy of uh, protection of our joys, of our happiness, um, of our passions... Uh, if we lead with that, the choice becomes so blaringly obvious, right? And here's the thing. Oftentimes when we are confused or um, indecisive, it's because our um, maybe a part of us, a, a childhood part of us that, that might be scared or traumatized is is kind of enrapturing is that the right word enveloping themselves in the decision itself right um and and that's something that i think is really important to remember when we pick our joy when we choose our happiness we also choose our inner child and that's a powerful thing because most of our inner children you know, are in the dark somewhere or are kind of like still scared or, or afraid in some way. And that leads us to maybe choosing the fear choice over choosing something that maybe is a little bit more radical or life-changing. Um, and, and as we keep doing this slowly but surely, like there's some decision or even piece of clarity that just becomes very, very clear. Um, so if you don't know how you're going to make it work, (laughs) you know, whether that be like, you know, with financial situations, with your creative projects, with, um, your work life, maybe you don't know how you're going to, um, you know, transition jobs. Maybe you don't have the answer to how you're going to take your inner child to dance class like you know maybe we don't know yet but you know how we do know uh we do something you know we we do it through experience we have to like follow these little nuggets of experience instead of just sitting you know inside of ourselves and trying to figure it all out in the head um we almost never ever find the answer in the state of intellectualizing you know, like we find the answer through experience. Uh, and, and I think that's what this is pointing to. The scorpion paired with the two of pentacles. You know, we might be surprised by the choices we make, you know, by how radical we could be in the next two months with what we're choosing to do, how we're choosing to spend our time. Uh, yeah, we we might be uh, we might surprise ourselves uh, just because the scorpion for me is a risk taker. Uh, but it's that sacred risk taking where it might not actually be a risk if if you and your higher self are like, yeah, like this, this is good. <laughs> you know, uh, does that make sense? Like, yeah, there's just something there's something coming through that that feels surprising yet extremely aligned and any indecisiveness that we're still grappling with at this moment uh it it doesn't feel like it's gonna be there by by the summer equinox um my rona recovery you said mal did you plan to target me like this for church today (laughs) okay well i'm glad it i'm glad it resonates in some way um, yeah, so that's, that's my tea, my friends. Let's, let's pull one more card that, uh, from the Sacred Symbols Oracle deck 
that can kind of help us wrap up this whole past, present, future reading, uh, and, and kind of, uh, guys, what did, what did I just say? We got, <laughs> we got fire and we got courage. You got to do it. You got, you can't, you can't just think about it. You can't just try to figure out, you know, how you're going to solve the issue or how you're going to spend your time in a more aligned way. Like there's got to be like literal physical, you know, things that, that are happening. Um, and this doesn't have to be a big thing. Like it can be small things that build up over time, but this, this fire and courage thing, like, whoa, yeah, yeah, by the summer, by the summer equinox, like, wow, we're gonna be, we're gonna be cooking with some of the things that we're choosing to bring into our lives. Yeah, Lauren, hashtag just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Um, Emmy, you said need all of this. I'm so ready to move on and give energy to what I love. Yes, I'm in full agreement, Emmy. I, I really think you got this. You got this. Uh, yeah. So my friends, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad we did this little check-in and I definitely want to spend the last 15 minutes, um, pulling some cards for people. Um, I saw, if you guys want to comment your, your questions down below, I saw Morgan, you put up here that you love a card for the for the week ahead. Um, totally, let's, my arms hurt. Okay, let's see here. Week ahead card for Morgan. Okay, Morgan, we have five of pentacles. Um, I, I think it's, um, it's definitely a stressful moment. And I think in this, in this moment, uh, when I'm in a five of pentacles headspace where I'm really afraid maybe of, um, like not feeling secure, not feeling rooted or, or not feeling safe. Um, one thing that we can do is uh, physical practices that that make us feel safe. Like I'm talking like wrapping yourself in a in a blanket and doing some deep breathing for a, a couple minutes. Um, maybe even choosing an affirmation like uh, "Spirit has my back" or, or something along those lines. Like we need to be somewhat proactive when we're in a nervous system, sort of fight or flight or freeze kind of state. Um, and, and that's not me trying to love and light your actual challenges, right? Because these actual challenges can be very real and very scary. Um, but at the same time, you know, we can't just allow ourselves to like fall into this this well, we can, uh, but but if we if we have the consciousness to bring ourselves out of that panic, and just even get ourselves a little bit more closer to a sort of safety within our own body, um, it can't hurt the situation, right? Um, like it never hurt to have our nervous system somewhat regulated. <laughs> uh, so what nervous system regulation activities can you take part in right now? Um, again, even if it's as something as simple as putting on your most comforting clothes, um, taking a hot bath, um, doing things that even kind of, uh, kind of trigger the senses because like, I don't know, like putting your face in a cold water bowl or um, running your wrists under cold water, um, that, that kind of thing. Like even, even little sensory things we can do to bring us back into some sort of regulation. Again, it, can't, it cannot hurt the situation to be more regulated. Um, that's my tea. 
uh, Lauren, you said, I'd like love an anchor card for the week. Oh my gosh, Lauren, the fool. Awesome. I think, uh, I, I just kind of get the feeling that maybe over the past year, you've had so many fool moments that now it's almost like you've had fool exposure therapy <laughs> and you're more easily able to be the fool in a lot of ways. And I think this is like an affirmation that this week, you know, continue that new energy uh, movement and continue that that cycle of of jumping off the trampoline and, and being caught, you know, and trusting that you're going to be caught keep taking these trust falls with the universe and and you're just like uh, yeah I just feel like that sort of frequency of being in trust with the universe feels like an important soul thing for you right now okay Pam you said I love a card for the week ahead okay um Pam five of cups comes out and what brings what comes up for me is like how our um past disappointments can sometimes um kind of write the present story and uh it's hard because sometimes we become jaded or we develop like a story in our heads based off of past negative experiences um, that isn't necessarily true. Um, and if this does uh, apply to dating, you know, maybe I, I know earlier you mentioned like you might get back on the dating apps this week. Um, uh, you know, it's hard because if dating has felt like it's been disappointing, it's so easy to develop the the narrative that's like, you know, whatever like men are trash or <laughs> you know whatever whatever narrative we typically develop okay um but i think the five of cups is is asking you like what do you want to believe is true and if you want to believe that you know um aligning with like uh a really a really uh, nurturing relationship is possible like why can't it be and are these other narratives maybe fighting against that okay so yeah just just kind of pay attention to the self-defeating stories that sometimes we we bring up right annie um i love a message with a card poll thank you yeah annie nine of cups yeah, I, I think there's like a sense of like self-confidence and maybe contentment kind of returning. Um, I also think that um, it's important right now to stay grounded in some happiness and excitement that is coming into your life. Like uh, you just got a new job, you just got a new puppy. It's easy to kind of like, uh, I don't like... I'm not trying to dull the sparkle here, but it's like easy to like, kind of be like, woo, like let's, I got this thing, like let's do this. Or um, I got this job, like let's buy this. And like to kind of like get a little bit um, almost over your head with the excitement that's flowing in, which is natural, right? Because we have to, we really have to embrace that excitement, but not let that excitement unground us, deground us, deroot us, if you will. Um, so I think that's the that's the message here this week, Annie. Like be in that excited state, but also stay really grounded with your choices and um and make sure you're you kind of have some long term goals in mind, especially financially. That's what comes to mind with that nine of cups for some reason. Um, Myrona Recovery, you said I would love a card for the week ahead. Yeah. Ooh, the Empress. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, the Empress is, for me, um, a, a card that 
really brings us into this idea of self-nurturing and and what we really need to nurture ourselves and kind of those very basic self-care things like like feeding myself hydrating myself uh sleeping and maybe there's part of your quote-unquote self-care routine that uh, maybe you're switching up or reconnecting with in a way because you're like, wow, like this used to make me feel really nurtured and I haven't been doing this. Like I haven't been journaling every morning or I haven't cracked open my tarot cards in a while. And that kind of practice does make me feel really good. Um, so there's a, there's a little bit of a, a shift, a positive shift in sort of the, the self-nurturing realm this week that feels really good okay um that's what i have um alex you said a message for me this week thanks mal okay alex king of wands okay i like it what would you what would you be doing right now if you knew it was gonna work out for you <laughs> what would you be doing right now if uh if you knew it was going to have a positive outcome. Who would you be asking out on a date right now if you knew they were going to say yes? Like, like it, it kind of feels like this, like, have confident, have more confidence in yourself kind of message. And, you know, if we, if we make all of our decisions surrounding, like, a fear of rejection or, like, a fear of failure, a fear of things not working out, inherently we fail and inherently things won't work out because we're not trying anything new um so so i think there's something here where it's like all right there's this confidence boost that you're giving yourself and you're allowing yourself to take some new steps so i like that for you alex sam you said such good stuff today mal i would love a card for my busy week ahead of course let's see Okay, it is a busy week ahead. <laughs> we have the Knight of Swords and the the um, Ten of Cups. Okay, so I think it's easy um, when we're sh a little bit feeling a little bit of overwhelm. I, I get some overwhelm with this poll. Like I'm thinking about a lot of things. I'm feeling a lot of things. I feel a little bit over my head with the things that are on my to-do list. I, I think it is easy to um to kind of get lost and agree to that overwhelm if you will and i'm completely speaking from experience like <laughs> you know there's a part of me that's really agreed lately like i am overwhelmed i am burnt out and like i've really ran with that with that narrative whereas another way we could could look at that situation is like yeah, I have some some things that are on my to-do list that, you know, feel really busy. But how am I going to continue to choose myself, you know, first thing when I wake up? Um because if I if I choose my overwhelm and I choose my to-do list over like my own self, um that's just going to lead me into uh, you know, a more overwhelm and 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 I feel like this this um this poll is really reminding you to keep yourself first and foremost on that to-do list. And um, for some reason with the Knight of Swords, uh, I get that like words that you communicate and how you communicate them are important this week. And um, you might be kind of grappling with how to communicate certain like anger or irritation or frustration and you know just kind of being uh, I don't know it kind of feels to me like write it out in a diary first and be like as mean as possible in the diary like <laughs> I've done that before when I've like been mad at someone um where I've been like you know how could you do this like how could you not have noticed that I would have in a million years, never have noticed or never have missed that detail and you forgot it. <laughs> you know, like we can just be like 
and as I'm saying this, you know, Lumina's uh, barking and a little bit angry. Um, so, you know, write it out and then and then see if that kind of releases something. So you can actually say it in a in a um, a more regulated state. That comes to mind for some reason. Ellis, practical advice or card up to you, Mal. How do we feel about a potential cord cutting ceremony? Interesting. Yeah, I think a cord cutting ceremony can be helpful, but it's not helpful if we think about it as um, like, okay, I just cut this cord and then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm never going to have to deal with this again. You know, I'm never going to have to think about my ex or my parents or whatever again. Bye. You know, like that's not helpful. Um, so if it's a cord cutting ceremony, um, that is like cutting maybe a, a false narrative surrounding this person, that's better than trying to like cut that person or thoughts about this person out of your life completely. Um, because that's literally neurologically impossible, <laughs> you know, to like change your neuro pathways with like one ritual. I mean, a ritual can be a beautiful signification of of something that you're starting but um i would say cut the narrative out of it you're like cut the narrative make the cord cutting ceremony about the new narrative like the old narrative i'm cutting out is that i need this person's validation or i need this person's like presence in my life and the new thing that i'm bringing in now is um like i am happy in my autonomous state and I actually don't need anybody's validation but myself you see what I'm saying here we got to be careful about how we how we do these cord cutting ceremonies and what we actually expect from our own psychology right and um yeah that, that's how I feel and and remember healing is up and down so just because we do a cord cutting ceremony doesn't mean in one month from now we won't be, you know, shedding a tear over the grief from this person. Like, that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my tea, Ellis. Uh, Allison, um, if it feels aligned, could you pull a card that depicts my ener the energy my Reiki practice will bring into my life? Yeah, congrats on your Reiki certification, Al. Ooh, three of cups and seven of swords. Um, I actually think Reiki is going to be a good thing for you to like, it's almost like it'll send, you'll be able to send healing energy to old thought patterns and old narratives that no longer serve you or maybe are in the realm of like self-sabotage or self-limitations like it's awesome to like imagine like um like kind of depict like okay like this narrative that i can't do this and like sending it reiki and seeing how that image transforms in your mind like that's gonna be really powerful um so i don't know if that answers your question necessarily but i think the practice is going to be more mentally shifting than you realized. Um, um, Emmy, you said, gotta head out, but glad I popped in for the message. Good luck on the Emperor cohort. I was in the Fool's cohort and it changed my life. Aw, mm, that's sweet. Thanks, Emmy. Um, Lauren, you said, Fool exposure therapy. <laughs> exactly. Annie, you said this is on point. I'm not getting too ahead of myself. Totally, totally. Um, Alex, you said that hit so hard. I told myself last week to try to start a day. Every day, like, all I want, all that I want is out for delivery, if you will. Ah, I love that. I'm going to steal that. Um... Good. I'm glad that helped, Ellis. And Sam. Yeah, the Knight of Swords, yeah, usually does signify. Yeah, careful not to f <laughs> get in a fight. <laughs> I gotta say. 
like I'm I'm not too much into the traditional tarot reading uh you know significations especially with the court cards but like yeah the, the the knight of swords being like wow let's not let's not get in a verbal <laughs> fight it might might be on to something right okay my friends if you asked a question and i didn't get to you i am in full agreement that spirit the universe will answer the question at some point in the next couple days through like a sign or just through your own internal knowing and self-trust okay so sending you good vibes regardless i gotta head out because my moon class starts in an hour so if you're in my moon class i'll see you in class can't wait for day two and check out my tarot class that just launched hype up my post it helps my algorithm uh love you guys thanks so much for coming by stopping by again i'll see you next week